This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Uh, welcome to the Evan Roberts podcast, the Yankee offseason preview edition. And luckily, we've got the same crew back as last year. The midday show producer, Ernie Acosta. And of course, famed on TV, famed all over WFN, doesn't matter the time slot, John Jastrzemski. Fellows, welcome back. It feels like it was just yesterday we were previewing last offseason. And it's amazing. James Paxton was the name, boys, that was brought up in our little conversation. Yes. And little did we know that James Paxton, what, a week later, a couple of weeks later, would be donning those Yankee pinstripes. But, but my goodness, it is so great to hear the two of you. My goodness, that puts me in a good mood. Do you remember, though, because it's funny, and I'm glad you brought that up. So last year, you were the guy. You said, hey, how about James Paxton? Except do you remember what we thought the return would be? Well, we were talking about big, big prospects, yeah. right? Yeah. We talked about what the Yankees gave up. Andujar. Yeah, Andujar was one of the names. So after they made that trade, my reaction is, okay, well, this, this you guys must love it. Because when we were talking about it on the podcast, we were talking about, you know, Miguel Andujar, they can ask for Glaber Torres. And meanwhile, you didn't give up nearly as much to get the guy. Nothing. Nothing. Which is why the whole, what we had to give up. They said for no Syndergaard made absolutely no sense because the guys are basically the same type of pitcher. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. They got Paxton. I love the deal when they made the deal for Paxton. He had a so-so year. They didn't get Patrick Corbin, which we all thought they were going to do last year. No, it seemed like a fit completely that Corbin was going to be a Yankee. See, I actually am okay with Paxton's year because of the way he pitched in the second half. In the last game. That last game. If he doesn't have that last game against Houston, my feelings on him are dramatically different. But in an elimination game against Verlander, against the Astros, the ball out like that, yeah, it makes me believe that you can be a guy that's counted on in postseason games. He was as dominant as we had been hoping he would be all year. And he was dominant, obviously, the the end of the regular season. That L.A. game, I was there for that. But when he got to the playoffs, he's a guy you worried about, especially his first start. We didn't go that long. But, yeah, that last start makes you very confident, James Paxton, for the future of this team. You know what's funny about Paxton, and I totally agree with you, JJ, that I think that what you do in the postseason is that lasting memory, that lasting image, especially when you're a Yankee. It's all about October. That's why if I bring up Nick Swisher, we think of the guy sucking in October. The worst postseason player ever. Yeah. Paxton's numbers in 2019 are basically identical to what he did in 2018 with Seattle. If you ever look at it, you're going to kind of laugh and say, wow. So he actually did exactly what he did in Seattle. Now, that may not be enough because you can say, I I traded for him thinking the best is yet to come. Even though he's about to turn 30, you trade for him thinking he can become that dominant, dominant pitcher. And he was much better in the second half than first half. We know that. But at the end of the day, his totals from 2019 with the Yankees and his numbers in 2018 with Seattle actually turned out to be almost exactly the same. No, it's probably more top heavy in 18 with the no hitter and the 18 strikeouts back to back. He just, I think, strung along more good starts in a row. For the Yankees, which is why the numbers bounce up. Because his first half with the Yankees yep. was 
was very scary. Oh, it's <laughs> mediocre. I mean, he had that stretch from like late June until that start in Fenway. Right before Evan and I, we did a couple of afternoon shows. And I remember how concerned I was about Paxton. There were some basically comparing him to Sonny Gray Part 2, and he had a good start against the Red Sox. But the start that was like eye-opening to me was that Dodger game. That was when yep. you saw him against an elite lineup, big stage, packed house at Dodger Stadium. Wearing and he's ugly throwing jerseys. up all oh, those jerseys, <laughs> by the way, were like the worst jerseys of all time. I never want to see them again. But I think he's a guy that, fellas, you can count on, maybe not to be that quote-unquote ace, but he is definitely a top-of-the-line starting pitcher. No question. Right. Here's my difficult question for you, and it's funny. I asked this to the Met fans when we were doing kind of a Met off-season, re- uh, off-season preview, season recap, and I think it's difficult. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your guys' answers as Yankee fans. Was this a good season? Like, oh, how would you define 2019? Good season? Yeah, it was a good season. Well, I mean, was it a successful season? Was it a failure? Uh, I don't want to get into that, but it was a good season. I mean... Look, they didn't win the World Series. That's obviously the goal coming to the year. There was. It's hard for me to properly judge this team considering how all the injuries they had this year and how they kept overcoming it over and over and over again. When you look at what they got out of Stanton, which is nothing. What you look at all the times Gary Sanchez on the IL when they got nothing out of Andahar. It's hard for me to say this was a failure when they didn't win the World Series because halfway through the year. I thought this team was going to fall apart. I mean, in May, I was telling Chris McMonigle, this team's not making the playoffs with the injuries they have. So for me to say it was a failure of a season, I can't say that. It, was, it wasn't a success either. It was kind of, you know, I don't know. It's it somewhere in, in between. I think you nailed it perfectly because if you told me, what, a year ago, that the Yankees would have the injuries that they had over about a four of a five-month period, I want to believe that the Yankees would win over 100 games, it was, it that was, they would cruise to a division it title. It was comical how many injuries that they were dealing with. And it with. didn't matter who they brought in, whether it was LeMayu at first, then it's Urshela, but then you got guys like Tockman and Ford and Mabin all stepping up and helping the team. From a regular season standpoint, Evan, I give it an unbelievable grade. But in the postseason... It was a similar script to what we saw in 17, to what we saw against the Red Sox, and to what ended up happening with the Yankees losing at six. So I think it's somewhere in between. I'm not going to say it's a complete failure, but I can't be like waving pom-poms and telling you, oh, it's an overwhelming success losing at six to the Astros. Because from a Yankee standpoint, that's not good enough. And the most frustrating part of it is, like you just said, they lost the same way they've been losing the past couple years. If they'd gone to the playoffs and their starting rotation got bombed, we would have understood it. We didn't think the rotation was that good going into the postseason. Domingo Herman getting knocked off the postseason roster, that wasn't something we Betances saw coming. Betances blowing Betances out the blowing Achilles who you thought was going to land in the bullpen. So if the rotation or the bullpen was the reason why they failed, you kind of get it more because that's not the way the Yankees have been losing, but the Yankees losing the same way they have the last three years. Just add to the frustration where you look at some of these guys and say, can these guys get over the hump in, in 2020 season? Can Sanchez come through in the big spots? Can Aaron Judge carry the team for a for an ALCS, ALDS, or a World Series like some of the Astros players did, and the, eventually the Nationals players did? Can Glaber Torres dominate a series like we thought he was going to do? That first game against the Astros, I said Glaber, carry us. We well, he's going to be ALCS and MVP. He Right, no. but he didn't. One of the biggest at-bats in that series is game four, striking yes. out with the yep. bases loaded with I one agree. out. Biggest yeah. at-bat in that yeah. series, arguably. Also, the pop-up that he had with the bases loaded. Oh, that's another one. No, absolutely. It so, that, I mean, yeah, that, that's that my biggest worry about this team is, even though they're going to, I think, address the rotation, 
Do we have the hitters that can get us over the hump and win a World Series? Well, let's go to the lead story. And the lead story is Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. I think that's what most Yankee fans want. Uh, I think that's what most Yankee fans... I don't know if it's expect anymore. I don't know no, if you it expect it. No. Yeah. I don't expect it either. And I say that just as a baseball fan. That it, This isn't the old 2008 into 2009 Yankees. Blank and check obviously, Yankees. Yeah, I don't get well, that baseball sense. baseball for that matter, Evan. I mean, you're not going to see the Dodgers, I think, guaranteeing the way spending like that. These teams are trying to be a lot smarter. That said, you got a chance to get a guy like that and put him in the rotation. I know it's not the reason they lost... They didn't lose to the Astros because of their pitching, but it just takes so much more pressure off of your lineup, your bullpen, if you have a guy like that. Here's the other thing. I I get it. We've all discussed it. We all went through it that the Yankees lost to the Astros because they didn't hit in big spots enough. We all get that. But you're not going to lose the same way yeah, each time. It doesn't mean that next time it won't be because of Ex- the pitching. Don't exactly. wait till it is before you fix it. Right. Absolutely. It's too easy to say, well, they didn't lose because of this, so let's fix this. No, no. you got to be forward thinking. You have right. to look ahead. And so that's why I think most of us agree, whether they're Yankee fans or non-Yankee fans like myself, that they should go out there and add an A. So here's my question for you. All right? And obviously you guys come from a very different mindset than my team where I expect them to do nothing. If they don't sign Cole or Strasburg, and I don't think they're signing Steven Strasburg. No okay? shot. I think it's, it's Garrett Cole. It's not Steven Strasburg. For many reasons, not worth getting into. If they don't sign Garrett Cole and they don't get a big-time ace pitcher, is this offseason, no matter what, a, what else they do, going to be a disappointment in your eyes? Ernie, you want to start here? Yeah, I can't say disappointment. I mean, we heard Cashman speak yesterday about the market, and he seems more open to getting one of these guys than I think he was with with uh, Machado and Harper last year. Last year, it seemed like he was, I mean, he definitely said he didn't want anything of Harper. And the Machado interest seemed a little bit lukewarm at best. Now he's basically saying, yes, I'm going to talk to him. Obviously, it's going to depend on the price. But he also mentioned there's a trade market still out there. So that tells me that he's got some names that that are on his radar. And maybe instead of signing those those guys, he could go out and get the next James Paxton acquisition. So until I see that, it's hard for me to say it's a failure. I mean, not that it's going to happen. What if he went and got a Luis Castillo from the Reds? That's, That's what I mean. That's not going to happen. I'm just saying a name like that, where what if you surprised the world and went out and got that type of guy? I don't think we think that Endo Harm Frazier along for this team. By, by the way, agree? before you answer, JJ, I, I just want to say about Castillo because I'm glad you brought him up. He is the only guy, and if you can think of another one, let me know. He's the only young, controllable starting pitcher out there that you think can be an ace. He certainly pitched like an ace this year that fits that bill. I mean, I've right. racked my brain looking yeah, at other teams. Yeah, where are you teams. going? Where, where is it? Right. I don't think they're – because the Phillies aren't trading Aaron Nola and the Mets aren't trading you Jacob DeGrom. So where would that guy even be? Yeah, I mean, like I, like I said, I'm not saying they're going to do that, but if they went out and got another big arm that they can convince you it could be the next ace, I've got to see that first before I say if it's a failure or not. Well, here's the question. If it's not Cole – and it's not Strasburg, and I agree with you a thousand percent of it. It's not going to be Steven Strasburg. Wheeler and Bumgarner, to me, are in that Ugh, next category. I can't deal with Wheeler. And I understand Ernie's <laughs> concerns with Wheeler. I, I totally get that. I'm intrigued by Bumgarner, though. I still believe Bumgarner, and I don't think he wants any part of coming to New York. So let me make that perfectly clear. I don't see Madison Bumgarner as a free agent leaving San Francisco to come to the Big Apple. He's leaving San Francisco. He's going to spit tobacco, live (laughs) on his farm, and be right down in Atlanta, Georgia. That's where he has ended up. But if you got Bumgarner here and you could sell me on the idea of his playoff pedigree, I'd be okay with that. Well, I, I'll tell you why, and I've said this before, Bumgarner in a weird way is a better option than Garrett Cole. And it's 
It, you just got to follow my logic here. And that's who cares about regular season awards? That's for me to care about as a Met fan. I'm yeah, very yeah, proud yeah, of Jacob DeGrom. I can't do that. Well, but hold on a second. Hold Go on ahead. a second. I'm not going to suggest to you Madison Bumgarner is going to pitch in the regular season the way Garrett Cole has, because Bumgarner never has. Bumgarner has never been no, a great regular a season dominant. pitcher. No. Okay, if you believe you can get to the postseason, and I think we all believe that, Madison Bumgarner is as good a postseason pitcher as we've seen since Bob Gibson and Sandy Koufax. And here's the second part. He's not going to cost me as much as Garrett Cole. And one thing... In years or money. In years or money. And one of the things that I think is a priority, and we'll get into it a little bit later, is Didi Gregorius. I believe it's important to bring him back. And so if signing Bumgarner instead of Cole gives me the the ability to do other things like re-signing Didi, then I'm all in because I trust he is a dominant postseason pitcher. Yeah, but here's the one thing, what? though, is that you said get to the postseason. It can't just be get to the postseason. They have to win the division. And he's going to help go, you win a division, though. I mean, that guy's going to pitch in a regular season and be effective. He's going to be effective, but he's not as good as Garrett Cole. But I agree you, with And that. I also don't want the, us to go into the season almost as if the division's ours, which I think some Yankees fans are racing. Well, the team you got to watch Where? is Tampa. Not the Red Sox. The team to watch is Tampa. You always worry about the Red Sox, system. though. You know what, though? I, I don't know, they're know what their mentality is going to be them. with the way they're spending money. I get that. You don't want to diminish... Going out and winning a division. Yeah, don't, but don't Ernie, assume that we're going out there and getting 95 games just by throwing our bats on the this field. This should be a 95-plus win It should game. be. It, it should, should be. be. But we also have to value the regular season and the pitcher that they get. It can't just be, go sign Mad Bum, we'll see in October. Yeah, but wait a second. Wait a second. I, I get that. I'm not trying to say that it's a lock they're going to win the division. But do you really think the difference between Garrett Cole and Madison Bumgarner, when you already have a pretty formidable rotation, you do have Luis Severino coming back, you do have Tanaka who's here, you do have Paxton who we talked about, and even wild cards like Jordan Montgomery and Jonathan Loisaga, they already have a very capable rotation. I think we'd all agree with that. It's more giving you that ace at the top. I don't think the difference between Bumgarner and Garrett Cole is going to keep you from winning the division. I don't I agree with that. that. I totally agree. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Garrett Cole's really, really good in the He's regular special. season. Special. I mean, he could be a difference between six and seven games to, uh, between him and Madison Bumgarner. Six that's and seven. I think that's a lot of wins. That's I think a he's lot that much wins. better than Madison Bumgarner in the regular season. Well, he was yes. last year. Seven But games? you're also banking on the fact that he's going to give you that good a year again. Yeah. He takes a little bit yeah. of a marginal step back where he's pitching when a while, like Houston? a two eight, two nine ERA. And Bumgarner, let's say, is a little bit better and he's pitching in like a three five, three six ERA. I don't look at oh, look, it. I it's like, like a seven Bum or an eight game difference. I, I, I don't. Right now, as a regular season starter, I don't see Cole's him. Cole's better. I think we're going to all agree on that. Cole. Cole is better. Yeah. Cole right now much... might be the best pitcher not named DeGrom or Scherzer. Yeah, baseball. but I think he's much better. Good boy. Good boy. You're you like that careful. I threw that in there? <laughs> yes. I'm not even trying to kiss your ass either with that one. I'm <laughs> no, just being fair. No, you just don't want this podcast to go off the rails. <laughs> not that I would let it by a Jacob DeGrom argument, but that was well done. But you're right. I mean, Garrett Cole is right now one of the best pitchers in baseball. And that's why, yes, he's the, the primo target. I'm just saying, if there is a budget, and there is a budget, no matter what that number is, uh, Brian Cashman is not just going to be able to sign everybody. If that was the case, we would say, go sign Cole Strasburg, Rendon, go, like go get everybody. Said. Right. Like Stanton said. Like Stanton said. Look, I get your point, and that just saying signing Mad Bum and then being able to sign another hitter probably makes a team better than just signing Garrett Cole. I get that point. I'm just saying that let's not diminish how great Garrett Cole is. No. In the regular no, season. we're not diminishing at all. Well, uh, here's the question. Is Cole getting 10 years? I don't see it. I think he gets years. crazy money for eight pitcher, or nine years. The pitchers can't get that anymore. No, yeah, I, I can't see it. 10 years is crazy. The Wheeler point. Uh, JJ brought up his name. What's the issue with Zach Wheeler? Is it the fact that he has the connection of the Mets, Ernie? Uh, no, I just don't think he's that good. Okay. And I think whatever money he's going to get is going to be grossly overpaying him. 
If I was going to grossly overpay anybody, uh, looking back on it, I mean, Patrick Corbin, I think, was a better pitcher than him. I know you'll disagree, but I guess from seeing this guy pitch every week and expecting more than what I've gotten, I'm at the point now, I, I can't give Zach Wheeler a five-year contract and have you, that guy start in game Let me two. ask you guys a really, I think it's an interesting question. You may think it's easy. If I gave you a choice between these two starting pitchers, and I think we'd all agree it's not Garrett Cole or Steven Strasburg on that level, would you rather have Zach Wheeler or Hinjin Ryu? Wow. Well, I have to assume Ryu's getting less years. Yeah, I don't like to fit with Ryu here in New York. I don't. You put him in the American League, he's coming off a career season. I wonder about their ability. If you told me Wheeler Bumgarner, I'm taking Bumgarner. Wheeler yeah. Ryu, I'd go with Wheeler because I think there's more upside where I feel like from Ryu's standpoint, maybe there's only one place he can go, which is down. Yeah, Evan, do you think Wheeler can get better or is this what Wheeler is? I think if the Yankees are signing him, they have an eye on him getting better. Right. But now you're he? asking you, me. You watch him every week. Can um, he get better? Yeah. I think he can. Yeah, I, feel I, like I, I think he can. I, think, I feel like we've hit the ceiling with this guy, I, and this is what I'm going to get. Here's why I'm tantalized by him, why I would bring him back. I mean, I did a med podcast. I said I'd bring him back, so obviously I'm high on the guy. Now, I know there's a difference between... It is different because he's your guy. Yeah, he's my guy. He's switching leagues, the whole thing that goes along with it. You want to see Beltran manage I, him? I get it. Yeah, that's clearly <laughs> it. I want to see that connection. I saw the guy pitch as one of the best pitchers in baseball in the second half of 2018, and that kind of thing is tantalizing. When you see something as dominant as what he was in the second half of 2018, and even what he did in 2019. What he did, and I know that maybe Joe, uh, Joe Girardi, Aaron Boone wouldn't appreciate this, Brian Cashman wouldn't appreciate this. I did. He went deep into games. Like, there would be games in which Zach would throw, you know, 50 pitches in the first two. Well, that Yankee start, ever remember that Yankee yeah. start? He threw, like, 65 pitches, 70 pitches in the third inning and found a way to give them that six. Yes. I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, but are they going to let him do that with the Yankees? No. Okay, no, so then that aspect's a waste. Then who cares? Yeah, the only guys that they would let do that is, I think, a Garrett Cole, where they would tell him, we'll see in the eighth inning. Outside of that, well, Strasburg is only going six. If the Yankees sign a pitcher like that, they need to take the training wheels off a little bit. Yeah, but I think he's the only guy that they would trust. All these other guys, Here, six inning and you're out. So here's the thing about Ryu, okay? I don't know about the pitching in New York thing or coming to the American League. East. That's always something that's tough to figure. But look, Garrett Cole went to the American League. He has not a problem. Here's what I know about Hinjin Ryu. When he pitches, when he's healthy... When he has the baseball in his hands, he has been as good as anybody over the last two years. Now, it hasn't been enough. I'll be the first to tell you. Health has been a concern. No doubt. He only made half of his starts in 2018. But do you realize in 2018 when he pitched, he had a sub-2 ERA? Yeah. That would be be such an unsexy signing for the Yankees fans, though. He's good, though. I know it's a a smart signing. I don't know if it translates. I mean, it could be Hiroki Kuroda Part 2. And he was great. He was good. Turned he it was around. Really you know, he had a good run with the Dodgers and was terrific here. I was upset he left us. Yeah, he went back to Japan. Kuroda was a very good Yankee. I mean, look, the only thing they have in common is they're both Japanese, but I know we just naturally kind of remember and clump everybody together from there. But Kuroda, and he came from the Dodgers, too. So I guess there are a lot of parallels. And he was older. And that's the one thing about Ryu. Ryu's 33 years old. Kuroda, I think when he came over here, was like 37 years old to the Yankees, that is. But he was a very good Yankee. And he was an underrated Yankee. And I'm glad you brought him up for that reason, because that era of Yankee baseball, 2012, 2013, 2014, they weren't very good. The dark days. The dark days is all I like to call them. Yeah, those 85 wins of darkness, Dark days, that's right. So if they sign Ryu, you guys would be blah. Yeah, that's a mess signing for me. Cole Cole Hamels. Another mess signing. No, I can't do Cole Hamels. Come on. You don't want him at all? No. No, they they don't need another three, four, five. That's what Cole is right now. Cole's not a one or two anymore. 
They need a Cole number Hamels, one. That is, yeah, yeah. Cole, Cole, okay. no, Cole <laughs> yeah. Hamels. Just make it sure. Cole Hamels is a three-four-five right now in his career. I agree with that. They I think need, Cole Hamels is a better fit for the Mets than he is the Yankees. Yeah, because he doesn't yes. have to be the guy over there. The Yankees need a one. Yeah. They don't need anything else but a one. They already have enough twos and threes and fours. Yep. They need a one. They need a guy, and like you said before, they didn't lose the postseason because they didn't have enough pitching. But it would be nice to have a guy that can go out there and give you no runs in seven innings. And the Yankees don't have any of those. Yeah, they they have starting pitching depth. The Yankees do. They actually do. Right. Um, they don't need guys like that. So I would agree with you. If you get depth guys, if you sign, you know, Rick Porcello, if you will, Ugh. that's not what they need. What they need is a top of the rotation guy, difference maker. Yeah. And really, the only difference makers are the three guys, Cole, Strasburg, and Bumgarner, and then I think Ryu and Wheeler are at least debatable. You know, I think they're in that kind of debatable. Next level. Yeah. yeah. And after that, there's, there's a drop-off, unless I'm forgetting somebody. And I'm try, I've been trying to think, to your point, Ernie, from earlier, what ace would be made available? What mm-hmm. big-time pitcher would be made available via trade? And I don't think the Reds are going to trade Luis Castillo. I think they're going to try to win in 2020. I think that my prediction of them winning the division in 2019 is probably just going to be a year too late, or maybe I'm being optimistic. I, you know, unless the Cubs, you know, move a Kyle Hendricks. but Can't I don't see that. I don't, I, you know why I could? I'll tell you why I could. I think the Cubs are in this weird transition period, and I think they're open to a lot of things. So you think they're going to be almost a retooling, rebuilding type team, potentially? Yeah, not rebuilding, retooling. Okay. The retooling aspect. Now, that doesn't mean they're definitely going to trade Kyle Hendricks. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like that's out there, but I don't think either of you view him as an ace or a difference maker. No, because he doesn't miss bats. That's what scares me about Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. Oh, um, Keiko. There's a guy on the next level. That's nah, another mess. There's not a guy I, mean, I didn't want him when that, he was a free agent. But he's that. on that same level as the other two guys. Uh, He's a much better pitcher than a bum guard. I mean, bum guard is a much better pitcher than he is, I think. Before we go around the diamond, let me go to this bullpen because I always feel Brian Cashman is looking to add another bullpen arm, that it's never enough. He wants to add as much bullpen depth as possible. We know Chapman is back. We know Britton is back. We know Adovino is back. We know Canely is back. I don't know about Dellen Batances. I'm kind of 50-50 on if they're going to bring him back. I think if they did, it's on a one-year deal, and maybe they're not relying on him. But I got this sneaky suspicion, especially if they don't add an ace, that they're going to add another bullpen arm, and they're going to even go double. They're going to double down even further this idea that they want to beat you with a deep bullpen. Would you want to add another another prominent bullpen arm to this uh, to this bullpen? I would say a reasonably priced bullpen arm. Perfect world, you get down Batances back on a one-year deal. But a guy who, to me, was money, and I don't know what the market is going to be for him, Joe Smith <laughs> shut down the New York Yankee right-handed attack. And that, to me, is a guy who would give that Yankee bullpen maybe a little bit of a different feel. Now, he may price himself out of the Yankees with the postseason he had. He might be a guy that's looking for a multi-year contract, team that's more desperate, pays it out. But that's a guy I'd be looking at, man, who could come in and shut down some right-handed bats. And I'm thinking about Mookie Betts. I'm thinking about Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve. You're telling me Yankees are in on a bullpen arm and he's not Dylan Batances? That's the guy I want. No, you don't want Will Harris because the other Astro, Will Harris, is out there too. And he was pretty good. good. I think he's going to price himself out, though, because he had the better regular season. Did he not? Yes, he did. He did. And and they're both older guys. I mean, um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Smith is 36 years old. 
I think Will Harris is also 35, 36 years old. They're still going to get, I bet, two or three-year deals. I'd be shocked if they didn't. No, I get why. It's just bullpen arms are so... It's so risky. I think of Jeremy Jeffers a couple years ago with the Brewers guy had a dominant year. He was cut midway through the year this past year. I mean, it is so hit or miss with these relievers, and that's one thing that I got to give Cashman credit for. The Adam Adovino signing, I know by the end you guys probably soured on him because he sucked in October. But the guy had another tremendous regular season, backing up a, a, a great regular season the year before, and that's tough to find with a lot of these guys. Yeah, I mean, yes, we did, I, I think, sour a little bit on Adam Adovino, especially he's brought in to face one guy and he walks him over and over <laughs> again. Um, I want Dylan Batanzas back. I've loved him ever since he came up with, with the Yankees as a reliever. The guy's what, made, what, three, four all-star games at the bullpen as a middle reliever, which is unheard of. He's okay with the idea of not closing, too, because Chapman right. is here and he likes Chapman, I think. I have to assume that he's okay with that, especially if it's a one-year deal. I think he could probably go to another team and get a three-year deal as a closer. Well, and I'm not giving him a three-year deal. No, I'm not either. So we're in agreement on that. You're not giving Betances if he has a three-year deal out there. You're not matching it. Uh, well, how much money? I mean, eleven, twelve million dollars a year. No, I'm not doing that. that. I'm not doing that. No, he might get that from somebody. He could. Teams are desperate, man. He could, and he's still. I they know, also don't want to spend now, so it's double yeah. short. I know we've said that he's older than we think, but he's still younger compared to the other guys that you just mentioned. The reliever market. Um. Like it's, yeah, I'd love to bring him back, but yeah, it's gonna be a, a matter of cost. There's some other names out there, you know, Nick Vincent, Tony Sip, Tony Sip, Tony Sip. Oh my God, Jeez. He, Will, Will Smith is out there. Yeah, who's actually yeah, pretty I good. Yeah, I think he and prices only, himself out of the Yankees too. And he's only thirty compared to these other guys. He's a little bit younger. He uh, ends up closing somewhere, don't you think, Evan? Yeah, yeah. Former well, Yankee you know, Arotis Vizcaino's available. <laughs> he's only twenty nine. You know what I think about Will Smith to answer that question? I think it's going to come down to what teams are willing to pay him. And I think our our natural thought is that, you know, a team that wants him to close is going to be the one that's going to pay him. But you never know. I mean, but the Yankees it, aren't going to outbid anybody for a reliever, considering all the arms that they have right now. And so they shouldn't, they shouldn't right. for what it's worth. So that basically whoever they get is going to be a, at a bargain basement deal is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'm okay with that. I just... Of all the guys I'm looking at, the I'm looking at the list right now. Of I, all the guys I see, the one to me that's best is Dylan Batances. Well, you know Batances wants Smith, too, for me. You know what Batances is? I think it's similar to the discussion we just had. It's sort of similar to Zach Wheeler. I, I If I'm the Yankees, I bring him back. The guy's been an all-star for me numerous times. I think, hey, let me see if I can get him to rejuvenate his career after a lost year a year ago. I'd be deathly afraid of signing him if I'm another team. I'd be deathly afraid if I'm the Mets or any other team that he's going to be 33 years old. He didn't pitch last year. I don't know what he's got. He also threw a, a pretty healthy amount of innings yeah, between but could, 14 but and 18. He, he threw a lot of innings, but then he was off last year. So, I mean, don't they kind of balance out? I mean, I could also say now he's a little bit fresher from nah. having a year off. No, I, I think both can work. You know, him not pitching last year is because he was hurt, not to because me, they, they were giving him be, rest. They can't both be a negative. I mean, I know he's Well, the negative is innings, coming off but, an injury. Okay, not so that he didn't pitch. I'm not saying he didn't pitch last year is the bad thing. The, the bad thing is that he was freaking hurt. Yeah. That's the bad thing. Yeah, but I mean, do you really consider those injuries career-threatening? I mean, as, as opposed to all these other relievers who but are up and down, But he's also like a said. bigger guy, and that does concern me, because a big guy like he that... He mechanics. Yeah, mechanics can be out of whack. Injuries could start to pop up. I can Stuff totally is working, understand that concern. When his stuff is working compared to all these other guys, he's the most dominant. Oh, without a doubt. I don't even think that's the bit. Are you, and this is one thing, and then we'll get to the uh, DD and everything around the diamond. Lewisaga, um, are you ready to commit to him? Because I think he could be a pretty good reliever, especially if you say, okay, this is your role. Or do you kind of still look at him as starting pitching depth? No, I think he's a reliever. I don't get the sense he's ever starting for the New York Yankees. I could be wrong on this, but if you've watched him, 
He's one of those guys that can let it rip for like two innings, and then you see him that second time through, and he either loses the plate, he can't put hitters away, the pitch count gets way too high. Now, maybe that matures over time, becomes a better starter, but Ernie, I don't look at him as a legit starting pitcher. How old is he now, Loisaga? I'm forgetting. I'll look it up. I honestly don't know. Five, I'd say? I don't know how old I am, so I I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I forget me, too. I have to, like, do the math. On this this team, the, the... He's probably there's going to be chance uh, opportunities this year for him to start start another game. He's born there's, in 1994, by the way. So that's what that's 25. 20, 20, what he just turned 25 years old. There you go. Okay. There you go. I mean, I, I'll give him a few more starts to see what he is. I hate giving up on guys this early and saying you're a bullpen guy at 25. You know, you're not necessarily not giving, giving up, up on the guy. Yeah, if you put him in the bullpen. No, but it's giving up because uh, to me, a starter's arm is more, much more valuable than a reliever's arm. I agree, but I think when you're the New York Yankees, I think sometimes you make these decisions based on what's better for your team. Right, in this what's moment. the need is right. Yeah. Yes, right now the Yankees' need is more of a reliever, but I also think that there is going to be a, a time this year where a guy's going to get hurt, and I want Loaiza to be ready to go. No, I get that, and starting pitching depth is important. Well, right. here's another guy to mention: Domingo Herman. What in the world is going on there? Is he back? Is he back at the All Star well, break? That's the elephant in the room. Well, I mean, nobody nobody has an answer, I, I and think that's my, an arm that can really help you. I think my assumption is he's back at some point. And I agree. Misses I, half the season. Yeah, I think you kind of just see him miss half the season. I think that's the way you look at it. Like, okay, he's going to be back at some point. But here's the thing about the Yankees that goes not under the radar necessarily. They have a good rotation. Right. I this agree. is not a rotation that needs to be fixed. It's simply can you put an ace at the top of it. That's yes. really what it comes down to. That's why once you get past the big three and the debate about Wheeler and Ryu and what they actually are, they don't have to add much because we forget Luis Severino didn't pitch basically in 2019. Yeah, well, so, that's why I don't want to sign any other arms besides an ace yes. and, and a reliever, obviously, but I don't want to sign any back of the rotation guys. And call to, me crazy on this. I actually think Jay Happ will throw the ball better for the Yankees next year. No, I'm done with him. See, I I'm think he will throw the ball better. I'm not saying he's going to be a guy you trust and a guy you want starting. He'll be CC. I think he'll like. be a little better than CC. Okay. CC this year stunk. Look, I'll take CC. They shouldn't have brought CC back well, in we, hindsight. Yeah, that's part of our, our podcast last year is that yeah. we didn't want him brought back. Yeah. We well, and then I kind of warmed to the idea and I said, you know what, for one year, whatever, it didn't really alter anything. I was steadfast, though. I told you guys I would have yeah. brought Gardner Now, back. let's do a brief flashback to last year's podcast. <laughs> We didn't want CeCe. <laughs> nope. We didn't want Gardner. We were wrong right. about that. Yeah. I was okay with Gardner coming back. You were okay with it? I was okay with him. Evan didn't want him. Yep. We were wrong about that. Um, we, I wanted Michael Brantley, which I would have been right about. Yes. Daniel Murphy, which I would have been wrong about because Daniel Murphy had a very We all wanted Murphy career. for the Yankees. Um, Who and, saw LeMayu coming? Was that even brought up, Evan? Coming. Yeah. I think, I think Ernie may have mentioned DJ LeMayu's Cause I, name. Because he's always been one of my guys. Yeah, yeah. as Fantasy. a guy that doesn't strike out a lot. You know, and that, that was an appealing thing, just bringing in a guy that doesn't strike out a lot. I was real in on Brantley, like Ernie said. We both were. Lefty, I thought he was a perfect addition. Mm-hmm. And who knows what this world looks like if Michael Brantley's a Yankee and not an Astro, considering the impact he made in the American League Championship Series. But I think we were very in on left-handed and putting the bat on the ball. Yep, and contact. It, compared to the other teams in baseball, not compared to their own numbers, compared to the other teams in baseball, the Yankees did a better job of putting the bat on the ball. And a lot of that was Giancarlo Stanton didn't play. Aaron Judge missed a big chunk of time. Gary Sanchez missed a big chunk of time. I, I want to go around the diamond, because I did this with the Mets uh, preview podcast, and I think it's interesting, because some of them seem obvious, and then you you trip up on something. Like, when I got to first base with the Mets, one guy said, what about moving Pete Alonso to third base? So you never know what'll happen. Gary Sanchez, 
is a guy a lot of Yankee fans have been ticked off at, pissed off at. He goes through massive batting slumps. He has trouble holding on to the baseball and blocking the baseball behind the plate. He did not have a great year throwing the baseball, which he has in the past. I already know Ernie's opinion. Are you, JJ? I'm not sure you know my opinion. Really? <laughs> no. Nah, Should Gary Sanchez be the catcher for the team next year? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. a no-brainer no to brainer. me. But okay. No brainer. Let me counter that. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to signing somebody who gets more starts than Austin Romine was getting with his team. Well, because what's I think the market going to be for like Jason Castro? That's the guy I was going to bring up. Is he gonna be a star- but is he going to be a starting catcher or not? Uh, that's a good question. But <sighs> he's a, a lefty question. bat. He's a better defensive catcher than both Sanchez and Romine. Romine's defense is overrated as a backup catcher. But you have to start wondering, is Sanchez breaking down because of the catching duties? This guy's spending two to three times on the IL every year. And they can't afford for this guy to be missing 50, 60 games every season. I think part of why he struggled in the postseason, and yes, I know I'm president of the Gary Sanchez fan club, but I think him coming off the IL right before this postseason started was part of why he struggled so much. So if I'm trying to keep this guy in the lineup more, I want him to DH more, so I need a guy who can start more games behind the plate. And to me, that would be Jason Castro. Now, in fairness, Austin Romine last year, Talking about last year, I'm not talking about the rest of his career, unless you just want to say last year was a fluke. Actually had a solid offensive year. Oh, and yeah, came yeah. alive second half of the year. Remember, first three months of the year, Evan did nothing, got more of a chance to play and hit a lot better. He no, hit a lot better. He, did, he had a very good year. And he threw out more base runners than he ever had throughout his career, at least at a higher percentage. And I know that's kind of a, a part of the game that less people care about now because less teams are running. Totally get it. Just want to point that out. So maybe... Austin Romine is the guy. Maybe he last year was more legitimate than what he was earlier in his career. But when defensively, he was much less I think he still leaves a lot to be desired from a backup catcher. You can deal with the defensive shortcomings from a starting catcher. I think he's been tremendously overrated as a backup. Castro is a much was one, I think believe one of the better framers in mm-hmm. baseball, if that matters to anybody out there. And maybe he could, maybe Sanchez could learn it from matters, a guy like Castro. You know how it matters? It matters if it's true. Does that make sense? <laughs> it matters if it's true. If, if you want to believe the numbers, sometimes I believe numbers, sometimes I don't. And we know most of these teams believe in numbers. Okay. Oh, they if, believe in numbers. If it's true, then I then it matters. Of course, you want a guy behind the plate who knows what he's doing. I like the idea of adding a better backup catcher if you deem Jason Castro better. And, and I'm, I'm also looking for lefty backs. And he is a lefty. Lineup. Right. And that, those are tough to find. I mean, Alex Avila is a free agent. He's right. a lefty. Matt Wieters is a switch hitter, you know, so he counts. But for the most part, most of the guys that are out there I mean, Alex Avila's dad is a GM for the Tigers. If his own dad doesn't want him, why do I want him? <laughs> That's so, also fair. <laughs> Very fair. All right, first base. Uh, what do you want to do there? I mean, I think we all just assume Greg Bird is dead. Yes. Um, I know where JJ's going with this. You can play DJ at first base. You can give the job back to Luke Voigt. Uh, we could get crazy and try to move, you know, Sean Carlos stand there or something. But what's your plan for first We're base? We're not getting crazy, Evan, but this is the caveat that Didi Gregorius finds his way elsewhere. And it's possible that Didi gets overwhelmed by somebody and is not wearing Yankee pinstripes. I want Mike Moustakis on this team because of two reasons. Left-handed power, and he doesn't strike out. And he can play third. He can play first. The Brewers had him He's play in second, second for yeah. goodness sakes. <laughs> if they're losing Didi, and I'm like, I'm a fa- I want Didi. For the right price. Like, I know it's going to sound very well, you house. You didn't want Machado because you wanted Didi for, so bad but last year. I saw the emergence of not only Glaber, 
I fell in love with Lemayu. They have Urshela. I'm still with you on Andahar. I'm a believer in Andahar. And for what it's worth, Evan, I would get him a glove and get him some work at first base, too, Mm because I think he can kind of be one of those guys. Well, I got somewhere for Andahar, too, but we'll get into that later. But my goodness, the idea of having somebody who's left-handed, puts the bat on the ball, and has played on winning teams, I love that idea. Pedigree. Championship pedigree. I Kevin, which my, one was I, that? I hate Mike Boustakis. Um, well, I know you do. It's no, typical no, no, Met. No, of course no. you hate Boustakis. I understand so. why. I hate Jose Altuve. I mean, what else is no? <laughs> How could you hate Jose oh, Altuve? No, no, no. I hate him. Because he kills the Yankees anytime I watch a game in a big spot. Did, he scares Jay, the living daylights did, out of me. I hate him. Did you see the video? I hate Bregman more, by the way. He's the least favorite Astro, hands down. Well, Bregman looks like a guy that you want to punch in the face. Kaki, you know what? Exactly. Altuve looks like just a walking you know, just he's like a, a little kid, basically. He's like a child, but he's also the sweetest guy in the world. Don't you just want to hug him? I mean, seriously. No. Don't you look? You don't want to hug Jose Altuve? No. 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 When he's hitting home runs, breaking my heart. You didn't see LCS? that video of him going to the eight-year-old's house and surprising him. I mean, well, like, I'm sure he's, he's a great guy. Claus. I'm sure he's a great guy. Well, but that's when he's thing. going against the Yankees. I detest him. Bregman doesn't look like a great guy. He just has the face of somebody that looks like a jackass. Is that fair? I definitely think he's that's also fair. close to Carabas. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, right. I mean, two peas in a pod, basically. Mustakis. Okay, so here's my question about Mike Moustakis, who I think is a good fit. He, he fits the bar as a left-handed hitter, a guy who, for this era, does not strike out a lot. I preface that because... For this era. You're right. Yeah. It's not like he's a contact <laughs> But let's be hitter. honest. Striking out 90 <laughs> times now? You're right. That's great. That's right. improvement for the IQ lineup. You're 100% right. I almost look at Moustakis and say it's a waste if he's not a third base. I know what Milwaukee did, but the guy's a gold-glove caliber third baseman, and it leads to this about Urshela. Gio Urshela deserves a chance to play every day. I think Mike Talkman deserves a chance to play every day. But you got to ask yourself this. Do you think what we saw last year is real? And if it's not, Mike Moustakis, at least defensively, should be the third baseman and not the first baseman, no? Well, there's your insurance also. If you bring him over and Urshela's not the guy you wanted, you were hoping for, then you can move Moustakis back to third No, I base. think that's what makes him appealing. Yeah. I think that's where he ends back up because I think with Urshela, I'm skeptical. You've, but you've got a lot of options. I get you, that. And yeah. we went down this road last year with Voight, remember, because yeah. Voight going into the offseason and spring training, what we saw in August and September, was it for real? Well, over the first half of the year, it was. Then he gets hurt. My problem is this, Evan. Their lineup is so right-handed. And I know what Brian Cashman's going to tell you. They were sick of the shifts. They wanted right-handed hitters to go the opposite way with power. You see it now in these postseason series. You could have that mindset for the regular season. It works. It makes sense. When you go up against Verlander and Cole and the year before, it was Porcello and Evaldi, sometimes those righty-righty matchups, they're really, really tough to deal with. No, I agree. That's but that's why let's go to DD. I think they got to bring him back. I really do. And I would I think, love to bring DD back. And I yeah. think the idea of signing Mike Mustakis doesn't have to be related to the idea of re-signing DD Gregorius because the one thing we learned last year and we should learn this over and over again: you never have enough talent, you and you find a way to get everybody in if everybody's healthy and everybody's hitting. Trust me, you'll yeah. find a way. The so one guy, the women, who I think would be on the chopping block if you kept Didi and you kept. Or dare I say, sign Mustakis? Either Voida and Duhar, I'm assuming, is going to be moved. Well, then that's I get almost rid- then too I get rid much of, of a glut. Or <laughs> Shella, for that matter. Well, then I get rid of Voida. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, still, I, would too. I still don't know what Voight, Luke Voida is. 
And if I see the guy take one more call third strike right off the well, the plate, and that's I'm what it comes down mind. to. They have too many similar type of hitters. Yeah. And Voight is in that category. Low average, high on base, righty power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I could change the feel a little bit of the lineup that much more, hey, well, Mayu was able to do it. I would be very curious. It doesn't mean I'm looking to dump them, but I would be very curious to kind of test where the value is for a guy like Luke Voigt, a guy who established himself, I thought, last year, even though he had the, the, you know, the hernia issue or whatever it was, and he came back and he wasn't the same guy. And he's not great defensively. We all get that. But I'd be very curious if I was Cashman to shop him. And just see, what's the value of Luke Voigt? What can I get back? The problem with shopping Andahar is I don't want to shop him. The guy just missed the entire season. It's still low on that. I agree. It would be ridiculous to shop Andahar right now. Like you just said, he missed the entire last regular season. I don't want to sell this guy for pains on the dollar when this guy could be the next all-star third baseman in the American League. He's the runner-up for the rookie of the year. He should have won rookie of the year. I agree with that. I think that... All this depth that we talk about and bringing back Didi helps that depth. Signing Moustakis helps that depth. I think it's a good thing. I don't think it's too much of anything because what we learned last year and we knew overall is that injuries happen and performances happen. I mean, do we know if DJ LeMahieu is even close to the guy that he was this right. year? And also in this day's Major League Baseball, you need almost scheduled days off for all these guys. They're going to be at-bats out there to find. And with the DH in the American League also, you're going to have plenty of reps for these guys to get into the games. To your last point, though, no, I don't think DJ LeMahieu is this type of guy. I think I made this uh, reference to you off the air before, Evan. If you look at the year Daniel Murphy had, his first year with the Nationals, it's around the same age, 31 and he had a borderline MVP season. I think he finished second or third MVP that year. Yep. He had a tremendous year. And then after that, it kind of it was a little bit, uh, yeah, it was okay the next year, and then he completely fell off the face of the earth. I think we're, we're going to see with DJ, DJ LeMay, who's kind of the same thing. He's going to have a very good next season, but he's not this great a player. He's not a 100 RBI guy. Yeah. He's not a 25 home run guy. Doesn't have to be in his lineup. He doesn't have though. to be, but he's also not the long-term play for the Yankees. He signed for one more year. And that's probably what it's going to be. He's not. I don't think he's going to be on this team four or five more. I years. think that's a fair. So point. they have to find a long-term second baseman for this team. And if I'm looking around the roster, maybe you give Endahar a chance at second base. Well, but it, you know what? It goes back though to what you just said about Didi on another. Re, uh, uh, what you said about um, DJ Lemayhu on why you'd re-sign Didi Gregorius. I think it's a very good chance that after this season, no matter what this season is, DJ Lemayhu may play himself elsewhere. He may be on a different team, and so. Don't you view Glaber Torres and Didi Gregorius as your middle infield for the next five years? They and why would be you want to miss cornerstones? I yeah. want to be. Unless you think Didi is going to fall off a cliff, and I don't get the sense that he is. I, it's going to sound like excuse making. I give him a little bit of a pass coming back from Tommy John. I mean, we saw the impact it had on Corey Seager. It's the same sort of injury. That's a tough injury to come back on. Yes. Hit the ground running without a spring training. I don't know if. Didi is going to be much better than he was, let's say, in 2017 or 2018. But if you're getting that guy, I'm okay with well, that. And let's not forget how much of a core member you guys viewed him as. I mean, like you said, you were saying, hey, I'm not that interested in Manny Machado. I have Didi Gregorius. I can't let an injury and a quiet October change that view of him. I get it. He didn't hit the Houston Astros. A lot of guys didn't. He Gary hit the- Sanchez didn't. Right. So Brett Garner didn't. I can't look at Edwin didn't. What he did this? Well, he's gone. (laughs) Thank God, (laughs) he gone. I I can't look at what happened in a half a season after he came back from an injury, 
and a quiet October and have us just completely redefine who Didi Gregorius is. I think it's a huge mistake if the Yankees don't. Yeah, resign. and I'm not doing that. I'm looking at this almost as a buying opportunity. You know, buy low. You sell should high. be able to buy I, low. That's what I'm what, looking at. What he is had, Didi? Here, here's my question, boys. Who is giving Dita Gregorius like a five-year crazy contract? Right. And that's what we were worried about originally is that he was going to get this crazy, you know, $150 million contract from some mystery team. That's not going to happen now. If you can get this guy for $70, $80 million for five years, I'd take that right now because I, I, I think I know what he is. He's a proven commodity. And remember, the guy's filling the shoes at Derek Jeter yeah, for and goodness they sakes. Him. They love him in that clubhouse. And you also don't need him to be the second hitter, third hitter, fourth hitter. This guy could be batting seventh for you guys, for us, hitting 25 homers, 90 RBIs, hitting 280, and we'll be perfectly happy with that. They got to resign him. I'm sorry. And I think for whatever reason, it's being downplayed. I think the Didi Gregorius free agency is an afterthought. Everybody's thinking more about get an ace, do this, do that. Look, you can do all that stuff, but I think one of the priorities needs to be keeping this guy around. I think it's foolish to let him go. I think for some reason, after the qualifying offer was extended, people almost wrote wrote him off like he's done, like he's gone, which isn't the case. They can still bring him back. No, because they want to bring him back for one year at $17 million. I can't blame him on that because he's not going to make $17 million from anybody. Yeah, I just hope they're looking to lock him up longer than one year. I I hope they're not looking for a one-year $10 million deal because I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Didi would take that from the Yankees. I think you're going to need to give him four years. I mean... To me, it's four years, 72, 60, I was going to say four 72. years, 60 million. Is Do he it. doing better now in the open market, Evan? No. Especially at his age. He's no. not young anymore. No. Is he 31 now? Uh, no. I, I was saying this uh, in the Met podcast. I love Didi so much. I was trying to rationalize how the Mets could get him and move Ahmed Rosario somewhere. Maybe when you move center, center field. field yeah. I was thinking about it because, look, you got to... And this is something we're about to discuss with the Yankees and their outfield. Center field is not a great position. There's just not a lot of really good center fielders out there. Not anymore. There. It used to be a position of dominant yeah, offensive Yeah, back in bats. the day. Sure. Barkamarte. I mean, I'm but, sounding like the old man. How about that? <laughs> but right now, you look at what's out there. I guess Starling Marte is out there. But if you're the Yankees or you're the Mets, you're going to have to trade a lot to get a guy like that. So well, I was just why thinking, did the Yankees give Aaron Hicks that seven-year contract? That's exactly why. Yeah. Oh, I and I got to tell you, I have no issue with that contract they gave him. I get the risk. The risk is is Aaron Hicks can't stay healthy. We get it. We all know it. But when Aaron Hicks plays, he's good. He's a switch hitter. He's tremendous defensively. He gets on base. I don't know what the return's going to be on that deal as far as how much he plays. We already know about what's going to happen in 2020, which is why there's a hole in center field. But I thought the risk was worth it because of that, JJ, because there just aren't a lot of good center fielders out there. It's just a long commitment. Seven years, and we got six Well, for years a guy that can't stay on the field, and I'm with you a thousand percent. And Aaron Hicks even showed you when he came back in that Astro series what he's capable of doing. He's a switch hitter, gets on base, hits for power, but basically every year he's been in a Yankee uniform, he's missed some form of time. And I, we have to look at him, by the way, for 2020 and just assume he's not, he, you can't even think about it. Would you See agree him in that? August? It's like Didi. If you get him in August, September, and D, it's great. And Didi came back faster than most guys. So I can't even assume that with Hicks. Exactly. I mean, to me, Hicks, you're right. He may not be a non-factor. If he comes back in September, do you really want him to, so to vote for the playoffs? What do no. you What do you want to do in center field? Do you just want to play Brett Gardner? You want to yeah. play Mike Talkman? What do you Brett want to do? Brett Gardner, Mike Talkman. I, I don't think the Yankees are spending a whole lot of money in the outfield, considering they're going to have to pay Aaron Judge at some point. And I mean, this guy and his presence, and he's wearing T-shirts with his picture on it. For goodness' sakes. The whole idea of Stanton is nauseating and <laughs> sickening, and I, I like the, the sight of him just annoys me. I'm going to be honest. And I, this, if he plays, he'll probably hit like 45 home runs next year. So yeah. let me preface all that by making this clear. I think he probably, if he's on a field, will be productive. Just 
He's not going anywhere. Any Yankee fan who thinks he's going somewhere, what are you nuts? I, I need a minute here. Yeah. Again, why the hell did we trade for this guy? Oh, I mean, can we, <laughs> we do? Can we go back in time? Can yeah, we ride no, on the time machine? No, at the time, I didn't want this guy. Evan, you remember? At the because time, it fell in it at I That's hated what they this deal. John. Thirty right. million dollars. You know how much longer we have this guy for? Eight more years. Two more presidential terms. That's sickening. <laughs> Two. It's Aaron's a thousand percent right on this. And we are paying this guy thirty million dollars for what, Evan? What are we paying him for? What would Cashman tell you we're paying this guy for? Home runs. Yeah. It has never been easier to hit home runs in baseball. With the way than that right ball was juiced. We're paying this guy $30 million. Everyone in baseball is hitting 30 home runs right now. Jorge Soler had 40 <laughs> home runs. <laughs> Why and is he here? Evan, and we you have know one of already. His name is Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, who's a more complete and better player when he's right. Look, you guys are right. Okay? You guys are right. I remember where we were when that trade went down, Ernie. We were at Army, Army Navy. Navy. And what did I say then at the time when you, they made the you, deal? You didn't like it. And I said, who should they get instead? Who did you? Christian oh, Yelich. Well, Can you they, imagine if they gave well, him prospects for Yelich? That the, guy'd be Don Mattingly part two. And but, I didn't want to do it at the time, but now it seems like all those guys we would have traded for him, we're trying to get rid of now. Well, a yeah, couple, exactly. couple of things about that. It was going to cost you in players a mm-hmm. lot more to get Christian Yelich than it was Giancarlo Stanton. No, I think that I, was absolutely, yes. That was the appeal of but it. Those but those guys I thought were Frazier's and a hard. Yeah. You know, the guys Look, we're trying to get rid of now. Two two years later. Cashman has made a big mistake. He made a big mistake, not because of what they gave up and not even the lack of production, not even what he may do next year and the year after. It's that it is keeping them from going after other guys. If they don't sign Garrett Cole. The albatross of his contract. Yeah, no question about it. But while I understand your anger about it, just like I'm angry about things, he's on this freaking baseball team. Not going anywhere. Like that's it. What you need from him, but that's it, what hurts the most. I mean, we're going to do this I, podcast every year and for the next eight years, and we're bitching about the house Jim Cole stands. How it stuck here. with Stanton for another year? Exactly. We just got off the A Rod contract know. and we got another one. No, I know. And he ain't A Rod. Hate to break it to you. He ain't well, even anywhere close. The one thing that can change your view on him is he has a complete season, a big October, and he helps you win a championship. Yep, like A Rod did. That's what you need. But as of right now, I, would do would do you view Giancarlo as? mostly a left fielder, part-time DH, or do you just want to stick him at DH to make sure he stays healthy? I think I need to play him in the outfield. The Yankees are hurting when it comes to the outfield. Ernie's talking about DH and Gary Sanchez every now and again. You have this glut of infielders, Andujar, Void, Urshela, Lemayu, if you bring Didi back, how we, I mean, you could DH Stanton one or two days a week. You could probably do that. How are you going to make Giancarlo Stanton the everyday DH? Yeah, that was the other problem I had with trading for the guy. You can't trade for a guy that with eight years left to make him your DH for the next eight years. You can't, you can't stick him in that, in that spot and then just have nobody else using, using the DH position. You need that for the guys like DJ LeMay. You need that for the guys like Labor Torres who can't play every day, even though he wants to. So no, he's got to play left field. Yeah. I mean, Two days, yeah, I'll give him two days at DH, but outside of that, no, he's got to play the field. Yeah, I, I think we can see a little bit of Aaron Judge in center field this year, too, by the way. I would not rule that out. First of all, he can do it. We know that. He's a tremendous athlete. He's such a great defensive right fielder. He can play center field. And the reason I bring that up is not because I'm playing Brett Gardner or Mike Tockman in the corner. But you get to put Stan in his natural position where he's better. Well, not only that, but there's another guy I'm about to mention, Clint Frazier, who I, I don't think one should bury. I think Clint Frazier, assuming the Yankees don't trade him during the offseason, and, and look, as far as would I trade him, well, what am I getting? And I think that's the same answer all of you guys would have. Okay, I'm trading Clint Frazier. What am I getting? If he is not traded before the start of this season, he's got to be on the major league roster, especially with such an opening in call it center field, call it what, call it an outfield position because you can move guys around. My point is this. I know the outfield of Frazier, 
Judge and Stanton doesn't sound like the greatest defensive gym you've ever heard, but I'm telling you, Aaron Judge could play center field. And to get Clint Frazier's bat in the lineup, go ahead and do it. I think he can. I wonder about his body breaking down, though. Having him cover more ground, you're in center field, you're probably going to beat up your body maybe a little bit more. Maybe you're not running into as many sidewalls as Aaron Judge has run into. But that's a concern I have, Evan. I want him in the outfield every day. From time to time, you can stick him in center field. But if Mike Talkman is playing, and that's a guy who's intriguing to me yes. because he is left-handed. He fits that Cashman mold of guy who gets on base. He is that new age type of player, and he's an all-world defender. Mike Talkman may have a serious role on this team playing center field a couple days a week. The one good thing I took out of, and I hate to say good thing to say take out of an injury, but I said at least I now hope that this gives more of an opportunity for Clint Frazier. Because I've been dying to see what this guy can be for a full year. I hate the narrative already that's out there about Clint Frazier that he struggled defensively last year, so that's what he is. He's just an awful left fielder. No, he's still young. He can still get better. He's showing in the minor leagues he wants to get better. He's retweeting pictures of a de- defensive plays, almost trying to implore Yankee fans to believe, I can do this. I yeah. think that's a little of the millennial in him, uh, to be I, honest, yeah, which is a little I, tough I, to and take. I get that. I know you're not the biggest Clint no, Frazier fan. No, I've soured on him. I was a I big defender, and this year really pushed me over but the edge, where what? I was like, this guy's act is when tough. When I saw the Yankees' bats going meekly into that night again this last well, season, I remember you texted I, me. I texted Ernie was texting said, me saying, Clint Frazier would help us I, in October. Yes, because I think he's, the, he's that kind of mentality who will love those spots and will come through for us. I mean, who knows? I could Maybe he'll get that chance. But I'm thinking about Clint Frazier saying, I want next year Clint Frazier in big moments to see if he's got what it takes. Because I'm looking, again, I said, I look at this this lineup and I say, these guys are failing over and over and over again. Whether it's pressing, the moment being too big, I don't know. But I think if you put Clint Frazier in that lineup, it changes the whole di- dynamic of the lineup. He's got to get a chance now. This is his moment. This and is if you're his trading opportunity. Him, like you said, what are you trading him for? Well, they can't trade him just to for him. him. He can't. Nationally, teams are going to be running. Yeah, you can't trade him just to trade him. So if you're not trading him for an ace, then what's the point no, of trading you, him? You've got to use him. That's the bottom line. And you know, to your point, JJ by Talkman, I'm intrigued too for this reason. Last year, Luke Voigt played so well that I think most of us figured, okay, he deserves that first crack at first base, which he got. You know, he got the opportunity to play first base. He impressed us in 39 games for the Yankees in 2018. That's all he did. Mike Tockman played in 87 games. Wow. Like, let's keep that in mind. This was not a 20-game run, a 40-game run, a 50. The guy played more than half the season. He hit for an 865 OPS. He got on base a ton He's a left-handed bat. Plays that's great like, defense too. Great, great defense, and, and that's the biggest point because you don't need and the offensive numbers are great. You don't need him to be an offensive weapon on this team. All you need him to do is play defense. <laughs> and, and you know what? He deserves a shot to play every day, more so than Brett Gardner. Because look, you want to bring back Brett Gardner? Fine. You cannot think he's going to match last year. Last year was a career season at 35. No. And he also can't play every day. No, and every he day. shouldn't play every day. See, I'm bringing Brett Garner back, but I'm bringing Brett Garner back knowing I'm hopefully getting Aaron Hicks back. I have Mike Talkman and Clint Frazier who could, dare I say, chip in. I know Judge. I know Stan are going to be here. I need Brett Garner to play seven days a week. No, and that's and honestly, I would give Talkman the opportunity ahead of Brett Gardner because I need to see what Mike Talkman is, and I think he deserves it. I get Brett had a great year last year. I don't want to diminish it. I was wrong about Gardner. Ernie was wrong about Gardner. Guy was brilliant. But who knew that at 35, coming off the worst statistical year of his career, he was going to have the best statistical year of his career? It's yeah, an we're anomaly. Also, we're also in a day and age of baseball where it's not really a fourth outfielder. It's like a rotation. Yes. You know, these no, guys you are can't all just look at it that through. way. That's very, very they, true. It's one it's guy's like going to have one day, one guy's going to have the next day. 
Yeah. Yep. It's like positionless basketball. These are our four guys. Yeah. yeah. And you're just going to rotate baseball. through them. Bingo. No, you're right. You're right. Would you add an outfielder in free agency, or are you content with this group of guys? Believe it or not, I'm content with the group because I know that Judge and Stanton are going to be there. And I do like Talkman maybe more than others. Clint Frazier, I'm okay with being on the team and having a role, and Gardner being my center fielder at least to start the year. Now, I don't need the Yankees to go get an outfielder. That's not a must for me. Yeah, I mean, they're not going big game hunting. They're not going for the Ozunas or the What about Cameron Maven bringing him back? Do you no, want to go down that road again? No, See, I don't. I'm over it. I loved him his time with the Yankees. I love the hugs that he was giving guys after the game. Likeable guy. Yeah, very likable guy. Veteran. He brought speed to this team, which we didn't have. And we Good still defense. don't have. Good defense. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm I got a guy I, for I you. I want to move on to a guy who's got more potential on the upside. All right, Evan, let's hear it. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm half kidding by saying this. This is a guy that I think we're always intrigued by during the offseason, but then we forget how crappy of a hitter he is. Billy Hamilton. You want to bring no, him in as a weapon no. off the bench to pitch no. run? No. He's literally just a defensive and a, a speed. Uh, well, that's as I thing. love to say, Evan, you can't steal first base. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I, I find Billy Hamilton every single year to be so intriguing because of the fact that, and Ernie hit on one of it, guy's a great defensive center fielder. I don't want to ignore that. He is yeah. a tremendous defensive center I mean, Stan wouldn't fielder. even have to move in left field. He just stays right. there. And anything I know, in Billy that Hamilton area, will go Billy get will get it. And he brings an element to the game that very few players and teams have, the ability to steal a base. And if I'm using him off the bench, more times than not, I'm actually using him as a pinch runner. I'm not actually using him to get four or five plate appearances a game. So I think he's a good weapon to have. I mean, late in the game, you get now, to pinch run Gary Sanchez with Billy Hamilton. That's are not Are we talking bad. about veterans or are we talking about guys with upside? Because if we're talking veterans, I mean, a guy like Austin Jackson could make sense for the team. Yeah, I, and I think that's what you're looking at, a guy who can play center. That's like a filler-type guy, but that's though. what I mean, the yeah. fifth outfielder. But is it like a guarantee he would make the roster over your boy Clint Frazier? Yeah, to me, if you're bringing in a player like that, it's coming at the expense of Frazier. Because I'm of the mindset, Talkman, unless there is a setback or he has like an abominable spring, I think he's on the roster. Well, he you're right. Be. You're right because Talkman, be. Gardner, Frazier, and then the two sluggers. You're already at five. There's your outfield. And we're all aren't we adding a roster spot next year? Yeah, you're at twenty six. So, yeah. so you're gonna assume it's another hitter for the Yankees. Let we me, have enough early Evan, so this is twenty six throughout the year? Yes. Oh, I like that. Oh, so yeah. you have to assume it's a hitter, right? Yeah. It better be. The Yankees better not be dumb <laughs> enough to start carrying 14 pitchers. Well, no, I think I think the rule is you can't carry more than 14 pitchers. I think the rule is going to be 26-man roster, and the max is 13 pitchers, if I'm Good. not mistaken. Good. That's the way it should be. So yeah. that's where I'm going with an outfielder for that extra spot now. Yeah, you know what's funny when you think about it? I was thinking about this before. Our plans for the Yankee offense is very limited. I mean, you guys mentioned Mike Moustakis and maybe adding a backup catcher and re-signing Didi. That's it. We're not touching the outfield, even with Aaron Hicks out. We're not doing anything major to this offense, and it goes back to the initial point. The Yankees lost because they didn't get enough big hits in October. The way to change that, it's it's a very simple thing. Guys have to get big hits in October. I don't think there's an elixir. There isn't a move. There isn't a, a trade or a signing that you guys are suggesting or I'm suggesting that's going to fix that. It's one of those things that just needs to simply change on its own. You no, and so. that's what happens when you have a team that has won 100 games back-to-back years, that's been in the LCS two of the last three years. There's only so much you can tweak. There's only so much you can change. Maybe a guy like Moustakis, more contact, clutchability, gives you that like initial surge like DJ did Evan for him last year. But at the end of the day, I mean, look, yeah, Gary Sanchez has it in the postseason. That's got to change. Yeah. Uh, Gleyber Torres in big spots, got to carry the team. And he was the other elephant in the room. 
Aaron Judge did not hit in that Astros Outside series. that Verlander home run. Aside from that, he did absolutely nothing. nothing. Sooner or later, you want to be one of the best players in all of baseball. You got to have one of those, all right, fellas, get on my back. I'm going to run. But, I'm going to carry you, and away you go. But that's what my worry, because like Evan says, you have to just you have to just go out and hit. You have to just do it. My worry is, can they do it? I mean, I know they have the talent to do it, but are they going to do it? We don't have a George Spring on this team so far. We don't have an Altuve. Or a Bregman, because these guys go out there in the postseason, not every series, but they've shown they can hit. Most of when the guys get that the Yankees have, hit. yes. Because if but you look at the need. batting averages right. and you look at the numbers, Yankees, Astros, a lot of those big hitters we're talking about, like George Springer, mm-hmm. when he had a hit, it meant something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like George Springer's batting average was like, I, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I think it was like right around 190, right. 200 in meanwhile, the series. Array meanwhile, like Judge's too. batting average is higher, but he's getting singles. I don't need singles. I need five home runs for Nelson. But it goes back to this. There's nothing you're doing about it. No, there's nothing you're doing about it, but that's also the fear and the worry is that sure. are we just going back with the same thing, expecting different results? Well, but what, would you, work? what would you do? You want to blow no, it up? You no, want to trade no, Judge? That's, no, that's the most frustrating part of this right. is that I'm going into saying, acknowledging there's nothing to do. You just hope that the formula works this time because we've tried the last three years and it hasn't worked. You're hoping the fourth time that eventually these guys are just do because if they're not, if they're going to go out and do this again next year, there's going to be major questions about the whole core of this roster. Yeah, I think it goes back to the fact that you want to improve an aspect of your team that was clearly lacking last year, not having an ace. You go get that ace. You reinforce other things, maybe make yourself a little bit more left-handed. You bring up Moustakas, keeping Didi Gregorius, and you hope that guys play better. Yeah, as simple I mean, as if, that. If Edwin comes through in a few more spots, we're not talking about the struggles of Sanchez and judging and Glaber. You hope that maybe you bring in Moustakas and he has one of those you know, big home here's runs my, that saves the rest of the team. Here's my last question, unless there's any other move we didn't get to. You guys got well, all I'm going to ask moves. you guys both one thing. Go yes, ahead. let me hear What it. do we think this Josh Bard thing means? Anything is it, no. I don't put. I don't put any nowhere. stock into it. I I know it's a bad look when your bench coach is departing suddenly but I would get out of it nowhere a week after the season ends. Why yesterday? Yeah, I don't know. Personal stuff. I mean, I'm just trying to connect the dots here. I for one don't like look at Josh Bard leaving, saying, "Wow, all of a sudden the Yankees are soured on Aaron Boone." Like I, I don't no, see it no, that no, way. No, no, because I think they're only doing this with Aaron Boone's consent and maybe his suggestion. I'm just wondering why of all of. Uh, because remember, that's his good buddy. Yesterday. He yeah, and Evan, I, they're, they're good pals. What I, had read about, what I had read about Bart is he actually didn't want to be living in New York as much. So a part of it was he wanted to go back to where he was from. I think it was Colorado. And I think the timing of it may be related to this is when he finally said, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. Did he just sound with the Tigers, Bart? Yeah, quality control. Yeah, that's coach. closer, yeah. That's closer okay. to Colorado. Man, who knows? <laughs> quality control. Are they, you, they have a team. <laughs> I mean, it's not a given you're around the team every day, right? Or yeah, I'm not. I, I, guess. Think, I think they are around the team. But I, the point is I wouldn't look too close. So it's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, I agree. And do you like the new uh, pitching coach? Do you have any How would anyone on that? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, for me to a, give it, have a negative opinion well, on listen, this. I wanted David Cohn for no, emotional absolutely. reasons to sure, get the yeah. job because, number one, I think he knows how to work with young pitchers and veteran pitchers. Mm-hmm. And that insight he always would bring on the broadcast, I thought, would just be great yeah. for all the Yankee pitchers to deal with. But it at the end of the day, we'd lose him as a guest. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a problem. We wouldn't yeah. be able to have him on the show. Against it. No offense, right. David Cohn. That definitely hurts. But um, this guy they hired out of Cleveland, no, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. It's another numbers. 
Bowers guy. Another, another guy we've never uh, heard of. He's got no body of work that we can look at, That's baseball really. in 2019. Trevor Bauer so, loves him, which I don't know if that's good or bad. But, what, Chernoff loves him? No, Trevor Bauer. Trevor oh, I thought you said Chernoff loves him. Chernoff, Chernoff probably say, loves him, too. Hiding, I, I keep asking Chernoff <laughs> when we're getting Francisco Lindor from the Indians. He's not I mean, we're not trading him to the Yankees. What are you, an idiot? Are you an idiot? Man, I think also Chernoff loved Mickey Calloway. We saw that one work. Oh, boy. The pitching coach, hitting coach, it's it's just it's very tough to read. I mean, it's, more ro- it's adding more robotics and analytics to well, the but sport. But if I asked, just taking kind of the fun out. But of if it. I asked you, uh, how would you rank Larry Rothschild's tenure as Yankee pitching coach? What's your answer? Uh, eh. I give him a six out of ten. Eh, but, eh. but what are we grading on every pitcher if we think they performed, if they got better, if they got worse? How do you grade a pitcher? It's coach? impossible to grade. It's impossible. It's impossible. Absolutely. No, I. I it's I, about I'm the sorry. guys you have always and. Managerial moves are easier to dissect because if it's so wrong and it's so blatantly obvious, we can kill the manager. Pitching coach, as far as tweaking mechanics, as far as what you're trying to tell you got to pump them up and give them that pep talk or whatnot. I mean, I've never dissected anybody's pitching well, one guy you know, we, we formula. Know, one guy we know hates Larry Rothschild is Sonny Gray. Because oh, the first yeah. thing he did when he left yeah. is kill the Yankees for changing. And he his pitched better. How about James Paxton basically saying, "I'm going to do yeah. what I want to do," right. and it worked out a lot better for him. So those are two signals already that maybe it was time for a change. Maybe. Uh, do you think? Last question for me. Do you think they end up with an ace? Yes or no? No. No. Ernie, we're counting the big three as the aces. I think that's the aces. Yeah. Oh, you're throwing Bumgarner in there. Yeah, I would include him because I think he's an ace still. You know what? I still say no because I don't think Bumgarner wants to pitch here, no matter what the Yankees may I offer him. I don't think him. the Yankees want him. Well, which is a mistake. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Zach Wheeler is a Yankee. <laughs> is that an ace? No. no that's why it does not ace. fit the criteria. So I no. will say they do, but it could be from a trade. So you think the Yankees are in on Castillo? I think that could be a surprise. Oh, we're talking about Giolito. That's the name I was thinking of. But the White Sox think they're going to be good next year. No, it's the White Sox. The White Sox could compete for that division. The problem is... That division's not good. Is Corey Kluber an ace? Uh, I'm I'm wondering about him. That's a guy they could go out and get. That's a great question, because last year, obviously, no. He sucked, and then he got hurt. Before that, yes. I I don't know if I would count him as an ace. The, The problem is there just aren't... There's not a long list of aces on teams that would be looking to deal them. It's just not, it's not a long list. You know, the bad teams are already bad for a reason. Yeah. If they you, don't if have, you have an ace, you should keep him. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get one, you know, and I guess I'm just starting to become trained that they're the Yankees, but they're not your father's Yankees. No, they're business not, done a different way now. But how do they go into next year with the, basically the same roster? I think that's they, what it's going to be. I'll tell you exactly gonna why. They're going to sell you on the idea that Garrett Cole's pitching in Anaheim, that the Angels are yeah, not going to be a factor. Going into next year. And that we won 100-something games, and we're going to be a favorite to win a but World you're Series. going into next year, basically, you're probably going to lose Didi. You're going to Yeah, but who's to say now you don't rotation. sign the ace and you bring Didi back? I, I, again, I don't defend it. But this but is what the they're going to tell you. But then what's the move of the of the of the offseason? Is the that's move just bringing Didi back? That's is that the it? point. I don't know if there's going to be. I don't think it's going to be an active offseason. Boy, man, it's I, tough to go into next year having made no significant well, moves I, this they, team. They will tell you because I don't think the Mets are going to have an active offseason either. I think they're going to tell you we won 103 games and we had a ton of injuries, so we're going to be better. It's this nice. natural. Hey, Severino <laughs> didn't pitch. Stan didn't play. Judge missed half didn't a play. year. And our center field right. is already out for the year, basically. Well, <laughs> I'm not telling you you're going to be happy. They I'm just saying. We're in agreement on this. Team like this. They're not they signing a pitcher, and it's not going to be a wild offseason. I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be a very that quiet offseason in but New York. They could sign Wheeler, though, Evan. We agree on that? Um, 
I'm going to bet against it, but sure, I wouldn't be stunned. And we agree Wheeler has pitched his last game as a Met. Yes. Yeah, that's a given. Yes. And by the way, I know this is a Yankee-related podcast. You can't tell me you'd rather have Marcus Stroman and Zach Wheeler. Well, why do I have a choice? Well, I'm saying the Mets why is made that, that's not the, even a choice, no, though. You shouldn't have a choice. The Mets, made, the that Mets made that choice. I don't think they necessarily made that choice because if they didn't trade for Stroman, they were still not going to sign. They're still now you think they would sign Zach Wheeler? Maybe. I think they traded they might for sign him. Stroman. I think they tra- uh, we'll see. Let's see what he, what type of year he has. <laughs> also I true. think they traded for Stroman knowing they were going to lose Wheeler. Maybe. So I don't know if it's necessarily you know, who would I rather have? Well, I'm going to be more loyal to Wheeler. I've seen more dominance out of Zach Wheeler, so I agree with that statement. I just don't agree with the premise. I'm not sure that it was one or the other. Is Boyd an ace? No. 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 I'm just thinking of names I mean, they were dumb enough last year to ask for Glaber Torres for Boyd. That kind of tells you where Matthew the Tigers were at. Boyd, Matthew Boyd is an average, mediocre pitcher. He's not better than James Paxton. No, he's, no never, shot. he's no. never been nearly as good as James no. Paxton. And he's not 22 years old. He's 29 years old. He had almost a four and a half ERA last year. Why did people talk about Matthew Boyd at the trade deadline like it was Sandy Koufax? I think, I the think they needed somebody to talk about. That's why. a great why. spin rate. Of, well, they <laughs> love great. that spin rate. I'm just rate. trying to look at this offseason and say, how do they go into next season? What's the angle? What's the selling point? Help. They're going to tell you we're going to be a it lot can't more healthy be, than last year. It can't year. be that yeah. Gary Cole's not an Astro anymore. We caught the Astros cheating, so they can't do it anymore. Yeah. That can't be the selling point. And the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts. Right. The Red Sox are worse, so that's how we're going to win. Right. That can't be it. Especially, we didn't talk about this. The Yankees have a lot of money coming off the books in the next few years. Yeah. Tanaka's going to be off the books. Yep. Paxton. Yep. Obviously, CC's off the books now. Ellsbury. Yeah. Right. So if you've got all that money come off the books, where do you, I I get you guys. Ernie, there's no defense. I want Garrett Cole. Yeah. I know that, but I'm trying to. You're arguing in the wind. I get that. that, but I'm trying to figure out. We you got to have this you. conversation with Cashman. Can we get Cashman on the next podcast? Maybe yeah, next I'll, year work on, I'll work on it. You got that sort of poll. Oh, I don't. See. You might. Where's oh, going Mike tomorrow? <laughs> oh, wow. Listen. Maybe Mike next year could join us on the podcast. I am here, fellas. Uh, what do you want to do? I'll tell you what the Yankees are going to do, okay, guys? Well, anyhow, guys, I appreciate it. Great job, as always. We'll check in to see what they do and what they don't do. We so. may have to do one of these, like, mid-year to see where it all went right and all yeah, went Yeah, we may have to do, like, a mid-off-season recap preview because God knows Garrett Cole may not sign till March, for all we know. I was going to say, spring training? He's not there? <laughs> Anything could happen. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate you got it. it. John Jastrzemski, Ernie Acosta. This has been the Yankee Hot Stove Preview Edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast.